You ever been dead in a box? And they pouring that damn dirt on you? And you kinda at peace, but you're like, you know what, man? I ain't even getting no flowers. You know what? You should've got some flowers. That's why before you die, take these flowers. Take these flowers, florists. Uptown, downtown, midtown, all town. Take these flowers and be on your way. Time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, this is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The podcast We are back We are back at the end of it all Huh. We made it to the end of this motherfucker, the fourth quarter, <laughs> the end of this year that felt like five years. Uh, how you doing? I mean, when you put it like that, I'm doing spectacular. <laughs> there you go. Shit, we made it. Made it damn near to the end. You know, I don't want. I don't want to jinx nobody. I'm gonna knock, knock on, on wood around here. Knock on some type of wood like material, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that was what could be for Micah. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> the, 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 it's the thought that counts. We are here. We at the end of 2020. <laughs> 2020 sounded so amazing, too, coming up on it. Wow. 2020 was like, nigga, 2020, that's, that shit sounded, that sounded like the real future. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it rang with promise. <laughs> oh shit man It is a funny That is It was a funny one uh, But now we here <laughs> We at the end of it uh, Towards the end uh, Hopefully we make it all the way to 2021 Hopefully 2021 Is a little better than 2020 uh, Not to say the 2020 Look to, to be even To be living even in the worst year is is a blessing so even through all the turbulence the plane is still in the air you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh what i want to do though is since we at the end of this this ride uh i want to look back on it and uh you know give out some 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 uh some uh flowers some yeah, some flowers. How about that? Some rhetorical roses. Yeah, man. Give out some the ITC awards, the end of year best ofs. Mm-hmm. We broke it down into a few different uh categories of such. And uh, we'll go back and forth and we'll we'll introduce a category, we'll discuss it, and then we'll, you know, shit. We'll be at the end of this, like we at the end of this year. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just a little summation for the mm-hmm. nation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I feel drunk. I'm sober as shit. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, Muhammad, you want to kick things off with your first category? <clears throat> well, you know. Or you want to say a little something? Well, I'm going to do a little both, okay? Yeah, so, right, go you know. Coming out of 2019, it was a very, you know, promising, hopeful 
time. You know, it's 2020, you know what I'm saying? Your clear vision, you know what I'm saying? You're seeing things, you know, 2020. Mm-hmm. And you you was feeling unstoppable. At least I was. You know, I was, you know, coming into 2020 with, with a lot of gusto, a lot of mojo. And felt good. Gusto uh, and mojo. That sound like some elves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, you know, but if I'm to be honest, that's how I felt. But right. to be real, it really started off kind of slow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Started off slow motion. It, mm-hmm. it was real, you know, nothing one really popping. I was coming off of the show. We got the news that the show was going to get picked up, you know, mm-hmm. at the top of 2020. That was the first pre-pandemic, you know what I'm saying, good news. Like, okay, we in business. Mm-hmm. All right, right, cool. 2020 finna be a spectacular year. Right. And then um, I think everything was like a lull after that. And and so pre-pandemic, I, I, I would have to, the most exciting thing that had happened to me as far as culturally and what I, what I took in personally was uh, New Orleans, Mardi Gras, Zulu Ball. And we talked about mm. it here. You know, it was my first time going to Zulu Ball. Right. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was like mind-blowingly amazing how well put together it was to see 20,000 black folks in one place partying of all generations with no, you know what I'm saying? No fights, no fisticuffs, no, you know what I'm saying? No visual beefs. No police having to drag people out of the place. You know, it was great. I was like, oh, my God, this is some amazing shit. You know what I'm saying? And then it's been going on for years, but it was my first time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it was it was eye opening to 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 see the culture of that New Orleans social club and the um, the thing that they put together. Over various, like I said, it was old people and there was little kids in there. You know what I mean? And everybody partied. You had Dougie Fresh hosting. I mean, it was dope. And so that was like the last hurrah. That was maybe February 22nd or something like that, like the end of February. And then um, I had to go back one more time, which is probably wasn't wise because it was maybe two weeks later so it was like march 2nd or something like that that Mm -hmm. i went back to do some follow-up interviews and and then shit that next week it was everything was shut down it was over (laughs) you know what i'm saying so you know that was the highlight of my pre-pandemic 2020 so the pre-pandemic award, in, in Ali Muhammad's opinion, goes to Zulu Ball, the Zulu Culture Club, New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm, the pre-pandemic award. Mm. I didn't know we was doing pre-pandemic award. Well, I guess, uh, 2020 I guess did sense. have pre-pandemics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, was, it was a part of 2020 where it was wide open. That is true. That is true. Yeah, you know what? It did, it did open with a lot of purpose. Even on my side, I was out in L.A., I, I made a nice fruitful trip out there to do some, uh, to harvest uh, or to cultivate a, uh, a presence out there. Did a few shows, moved around, had some great meetings, all of that. It felt good. It was L.A. The sun was shining. 
Shit was nice. I'd, I'd, I'd planned to go out there a couple more times this year. That was just going to be part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that did not happen. So <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. L.A. The L.A. trip gets the gets the uh, pre-pandemic award because before that, uh, I mean, well, beyond that, I was here doing you know some stand up. And what I do remember, if there is um, not an award, but uh, you was looking crazy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do remember being on stage probably a week or two before we shut all the way down. And uh, I was talking shit about coronavirus on stage. Like, (laughs) you know, like this was nothing. The fuck is going on? I think I was poking fun of what was going on in Italy. I'm sorry, Italy. You know, a lot of ignorant, a lot of (laughs) loud and wrong on the mic, which is... You know, it, it happens. It happens quite <laughs> frequently with me. But uh, yeah, I was definitely. I was uh, a friend of mine showed me a um, a little montage that the Daily Show made about. You know, it was showing basically all of the like the Fox News type anchors. You know, uh, with their sentiments on coronavirus, including the president. You know, talking to just kind of playing it down and things like that. And you know, right. they just. They just look so out of touch and out of tune <laughs> and as you looked at it. I said to my homie, I was like, yo, you could have added me to that montage because I sure as hell was talking some dumb shit. And I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. That was some of the conversations we was having as we were off off the stage, you know, just amongst each other. Like, man, you know, I don't know what this is. This seemed like some bullshit. You know what I mean? I remember swine flu was a thing. I remember when this was supposedly a thing. You know, I I, I really had no faith in the shit. And here I am. Ah, what is that shit? Nine months later, in the house. In the house. In the, yeah, man. It's been a season of sweatpants. So, uh, yeah, man, I guess... I would have to get that award to ignorance, pre-pandemic ignorance. That's gonna go to me. They call uh, that. They call that hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight <laughs> is twenty twenty, like the year. You know, uh, yeah, twenty twenty. Let's put it in the rear view. But uh, yeah, so that was that was that. So if I would go with a pre-pandemic award, I'd say, I'd say uh, the uh, the L.A. purpose. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the New York ignorance. Um, it, it's funny that you bring up swine flu. It, it's trending right now on Twitter for whatever reason. Uh, I'm uh, not sure. I can't get into it, but yeah, yeah. I don't need to know. I hope nothing. You know, I hope it ain't no. Uh, hope it's not a collab. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They did a little end of best of both viruses at it, the it, end of it all. It looked like Donald Trump said something about uh, swine flu. Oh, okay. It's up to the states to distribute vaccines, blah, 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 blah. Biden failed with swine, swine flu. So I guess he's saying the Obama administration failed with swine flu. And people, uh, okay. you know, people are jumping down his throat. You know how that Trump go. out here bugging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going out um, Going out with a bag, going out delusional as fuck. Still think <laughs> he going to be there next year, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh <laughs> I do, if it would be interesting, it would be a great kickoff to 2021 if they have to forcibly remove Trump from the White House and they 
they televised that shit, man, the ratings would be out of here. <laughs> exactly. But uh, let me see. Let me see. I will say this. Uh, let's bring up another reward. Let's bring up another <laughs> reward. How about that? Let's go with the uh, music. Music. Albums. Mm-hmm. Albums. Albums of the year. I'm going to say, admittedly, uh, I listen to I listen to a lot of shit. I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of shit, but I guess I've really been, and this even before 2020, but like, you know, I've been saying this for a couple of years now. I've been more a podcast person than an album person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in the web, but I, I'll I give things a listen just to hear it through. You know, just to kind of be current and relevant to know to the conversation and know what's going on. Mm-hmm. My um, I don't always double back. On a lot of things, so I often uh, I often forget about a lot of shit that comes out. Right, mm-hmm. what I can remember if I gotta give three, because I said let's give three. I'm gonna give three that I remember, and this is not even in any particular order. But I would say Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist Alfredo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that shit a lot, man. It's uh. It's kind of more momentum for Freddie Gibbs, another collab with a great producer that, mm-hmm. um, you know, compliments his uh, his rapping ability, his rapper voice. I think he got one of the best rapper voices in the game. Like he sound like a, you know, sound like an old school rapper, not old school in cadence, but old school in presence. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's like a, it seems like a lot of bass in his voice. Like he come across like a, Okay, he's an MC type shit. So I think uh, Alchemist set up some nice shit for him on this last offering. Uh, I think from there, uh, I'm going to say Nas King's Disease Mm -hmm. just because... I like Nas, but it's been, you know, sometimes it's kind of... It could be touch and go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, you know, he don't, you know, his his bar, the bar for now, still twenty seven years in the game is still very high based on his entry, right? So sometimes sonically it don't always come around, but I think Hit Boy, Hit Boy, kind of he gave that shit a nice little point of view, nice little linear situation, kept it grounded. Nas mm. was spitting some 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 good shit. He sounded he sounded great. Records like uh, you know, Car 85 are still hard to me. Mm. Uh so I'm gonna put that on there. And ah uh, shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think, cause again, like, and I'm I'm be honest, cause it might, you know, I'm I'm probably overlooking a lot of shit, and a lot of shit didn't get a a double back. You know what? Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. For the last one, it's gonna be a nah. For the last one, I'll do an honorable mention, but for the last one, I'm gonna go with the band Salt, and they put out they put out a couple things, but they put out this one record called Black Is. Mm-hmm. I think it was untitled Black Is 
which is funny because it's untitled with a title. But um, yeah, Black Ass by Salt. I like that record a lot. An honorable mention, I would put uh, Benny's, I think it's Bird in the Proof album. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at for music 2020. Where you at, Muhammad? Talk to Well, <clears throat> 2020 music was interesting for me because it wasn't about who dropped because, again, it didn't matter. You mean, you, you hear it on the stream, you're not going out, you know what I'm saying? You're not hearing it in the club, you don't see it with the people. You know, so it was really about your personal taste and what you was fucking with. And this particular year, 2020, I probably only listened to two albums that came out this year that I listened to the whole thing and was able to say, okay, yeah, that was an album that dropped, which was Nas Mm -hmm. and um, Saw Rock, the sharecropper's daughter. Mm. Um, So those were the two that I listened to. But if I had to give, you know what I'm saying, what, Ruled the year in music for me was the playlist. You know, mm. so my own personal little playlist that I put together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I discovered a couple of new joints that that was just background, like background music, just not to interrupt the uh, what I was doing with myself in 2020, which was getting my own shit together, getting in tune with myself. So uh, if I had to shout out a band that I discovered in 2020 that held it down musically that wasn't really a part of my, wouldn't be part of my day-to-day go-to type of music was a thievery corporation, which Mm. they make some shit like, you know what I'm saying? Remember like in the early 2000s, boutique hotel music, like shit you hear Mm -hmm. coming in the lobby and be, you know, break beats and then, you know what I'm saying? Just some old ambient Breakbeat type yeah. music. Yeah. That's the type shit mm-hmm. they make. And that kind of held down the background as I worked on self. So, you know, I'm giving my 2020 musical uh, props to the playlist. The playlist and the Thievery <laughs> Corporation. You know, it's and, funny. I always see Thievery Corporation, like, just in the world. You know, mm-hmm. like, either I'm scrolling, I'll see it in there. I always, I like the name. It sounds <laughs> ill. Uh but I'm going to check them out. So you're saying yeah. the playlist. So give us, since you got the playlist, so you got Thievery Corporation, give us yeah. two more records that have made that, that was standing out on the playlist. Well, my playlists are usually typically born of music that I already know. So my funk playlist got a lot of burn this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Shit, during the holidays right now, my, my Black Christmas playlist mm. was, was bumping. What you, know what you got on that? Because I made one too. What you got on that Black Christmas? Uh, I mean, I've, I've always, I traditionally had a Black Christmas holiday. You know, being a black daddy, black mm-hmm. father that don't celebrate Christmas with, you know, a family that do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You still got to create the ambiance. And I always use my, my Black Christmas playlist to help the mood get going. Whether we're driving to Atlanta or whether, you know what I'm saying? You know, you just in the place and you're just trying to, to get everybody kind of hyped up because as a kid growing up that music was you know even though I didn't celebrate like we talked about last week it felt like the city was joyous when you know what I'm saying the temptations uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and the OJs and you know what I mean and, you know the soulful silent night you know all that came on that you knew it was a joyful time so on that list um <clears throat> 
Of course, I, you know, got Santa Claus go straight to the ghetto. Uh, mm-hmm. But a new addition to my list that I didn't have on it previously was, uh, hold on, golly, now you're going to make me lie because I know. Uh, Sharon Jones, and I don't know the name of the album, but Sharon Jones and the Dap King, they had a Christmas album that we actually shot a commercial for, me and Laura Checkaway for Google. And uh, on there, they had a song called Big Bulbs that, uh, you know, baby, you got them big bulbs. And it's not like they're saying big balls, but they're saying big bulbs. But it's a very soulful, it sounded like it was made in 1962, but it was actually, you know what I'm saying, like a 2015 album. Uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap King and, uh, hold on, let me try to find it. <clears throat> but yeah, so Sharon Jones and the Dap King's 2015 album, Christmas album, you know, that that ad, that made the list this year and actually kind of took over because I put all of the songs off of that on there. <laughs> mm, okay, bruh, yeah. bruh, bruh. I got one for the uh <clears throat> for the the Christmas black Christmas playlist something new mm-hmm. cuz obviously you you know you got to you got to definitely put you know Temptation Silent Night on there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh you know that that's a classic but there's a record it came out last year um what you call it Chance the Rapper and Jeremiah and mm-hmm. shout out to Jeremiah who beat COVID, you know, uh, came back. But uh, Ch- uh, Chance the Rapper and, and Jeremiah put out a, a Christmas mixtape last year called Merry Christmas, Lil Mama. <laughs> and it's tough. There's a record on there called I'm Your Santa. Mm-hmm. It's a fire little record, man. I like that shit a lot. So, yeah, shout out to uh, to Chance and Jeremiah. It's funny because Chance put out a whole Christmas special this year. And it was good. It was good. It was real old, you know, like old school, like, you know, on a on a on a studio lot with the, you know, mm-hmm. old, you know, like sets and shit like that. Mm-hmm. A couple little skits, uh, musical performances, man. I thought that shit was good. So oh, uh I didn't even yeah. hear about that. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it was on YouTube. I just actually just came about, I seen him tweet about it. I said, Yo, let me check that out. And it was one of those things, sometimes and I don't do this all the time, but it was one of those things where uh, I might have I listen to a lot of stuff Or I listen to podcast music Or maybe watch things a lot When I'm washing dishes mm-hmm. Especially if I got a lot of dishes in the sink Because then it makes the time go by Right Right. Right. And uh, what I did was that I, I turned it on It was good production quality It was funny already from the top It was interesting I didn't And fortunately You know typically when you press play on it You kind of you see the duration. It just is part of what pops up. For right. whatever reason, it didn't pop up. And I said, you know what? I'm not even going to press the button to see how long this shit is. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy it as it is. If it's three minutes or if it's an hour, we all right. in. I've committed myself to this production <laughs> as long as it's compelling. Right. And that shit was a good hour long and it was compelling all the way through. So, yeah, shout out to Chance the Rapper. And uh, yeah, man, check out if you get a chance. Check out "Merry Christmas, Little Mama." Right. Chance the rapper and Jeremiah. I'm your Santa is the record, and it seems like it's not on the streaming services. That particular record, you might have to find that on the YouTube's. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a sample issue. But um, let's see what else. Let's go now. Let us take it on down to 
to movies. Mm. Well, actually, yeah, let's go to, let's go to, no, let's go to TV. Let's go to TV. Let's go to TV. Hold on one second. Let me see here. Um, no, we're going, we'll stay at, we'll stay at movies. We'll keep it movies. Uh, movies of 2020. Damn, movies. Yeah, no, nah, it was a tough one. And I don't even know if I even, uh, again, some of these, uh, I'm just, this is all recall. A lot of this is freestyle. A lot of this, there was a lot of this. It's free flowing. You send me this category. Oh, I did. No, I did. I, I said that. I'm looking at what oh. I said. You said albums, oh, I, movies, I, I ain't getting TV. Nothing. Yeah, bro. I sent it to you. I sent uh, okay, it to you. I'm cool. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at it. I don't yeah. see nothing, but okay, we cool. We gonna roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna just rock out. Uh, okay. Movies. Mm. Now. <laughs> tough year for movies. A, it was an interesting year for movies. It was a tough year because they couldn't be where they wanted to be. In they the couldn't movies. be in the theater. Yeah, they couldn't be <laughs> right. in the theater. I mean, it was... It was some pre-pandemic rocking, you know. Uh, I think the one movie that I did see in the theater, and it was a long ass movie, was uh, the Irishman. I saw that in the that theater. That was nineteen. No, I think I saw that shit. Was that? Yeah, that was show? the end of last year. I was in, I was here in Atlanta when that came up. Damn. Okay. Well, shit. Then scratch that. <laughs> I thought I saw that in the theater because I was very you, proud you of my did, bladder. but that probably was nineteen. Okay, all right. Well, then cut that off. Uh, movies. Now, this is what I could recall. This is what I could recall. I'm gonna give it three. Um, movies was definitely different, and uh, I, I will make one. Well, no, 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 no. That'll go TV. Uh, so movies, I will say. I think of some of the best movies I saw. Because uh, damn near, and it, it goes for 2020. 2020, mm-hmm. this year feels like a documentary. Like, because I've seen <laughs> so much of 2020 on a screen, whether mm-hmm. it was a computer screen, whether it was a streaming screen. It was a lot of it was I was watching it and I wasn't really all the way engaging in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um. Uh, quick note I just got done Watching Soul Yeah And Did you see Soul? I did I did Uh, We talk about that In a sec We'll talk about yeah, that It man. made it made me want to Go outside Without my mask And go live <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean Go live Go do some living I don't know If that you, was the You can best live response. With your mask brother <laughs> Yeah absolutely No absolutely But I'm just saying that the, the sense of it all uh, mm-hmm. and it's funny cause there's a, there's a, it seems to be a narrative. I read somebody was like, uh, uh, the black protagonist was hijacked when the black man can't even have his own movie. Shit got right. hijacked by, by you know, was, the white you know. voice. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, damn, you almost had your own movie, black man. Sorry. I mean, uh, I get but, uh, it. I understand it. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. had to, they had to make it palatable, you know what I'm saying? For the others who, you mm. know. To get, to get into it You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. That was a I thought that was a pretty slick way To do that Without um, Without uh, Sacrificing the actual Storyline So yeah. I thought I thought that was a, a solution I, I figured they were Trying to make a solution This is Disney Oh uh, you know what I mean So you know <clears throat> They're trying to Work it out All the way through 
I dig it. But then my thing about that is, I think you probably, there's really no, like, this This was your chance, especially in the pandemic now. You definitely could have just went all the way black on them. But this is also, I feel like you probably polarized people from the door with soul as the name of the shit, with the black face, you know, as the, uh, like, the key art. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. soul. So... If you, if you like, if you were the white Christmas, you know what I'm saying? You probably ain't jumping all the way into soul. Or if you do, you kind of understand what comes with soul. Right. They didn't say right, blue eyed right. soul. It said soul. So it kind of right. set it up. It almost was a bait and switch for black people, to be totally honest with you. I, I mean, feel what it, you're saying. You, you, you can look at it that way. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm but, saying? Uh, yeah. But being in some of these types of conversations, like, TV mm-hmm. conversations and shit like that, you know, they're, you know, is it gets interesting in that way. And I could see, like, you know, for the first round, like you said, when you look at it, it's black all the way. Black, you know right. what I'm saying? Protagonist, black soul, black name, you know what I'm saying? Even though, so what happens is the few whites that do go see it and they're like, oh, okay, it's soul like the soul in your body. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Then they can go back and tell their friends, hey, man, it's cool because it's it's not just about soul music and stuff. It's about the soul in your body. And I know, you know what I'm saying, there's people that's talking to the speakers right now and be like, this motherfucker's a sellout-ass nigga. I'm just trying to explain what they may have been going through when they were mm-hmm. putting it together. You know what I'm saying? They had the co-directors. You had the one white guy who directed it, and then you had the black guy who directed it as well. So you don't know who did what. You know what I'm saying? They they trying to balance it out. You know what I mean? And I can't speak for them. I don't work at Disney. I didn't work on the film. But just from the outside looking in, that's just my speculation of what could have occurred. So in response to that, <laughs> I'm gonna make my three movies black as fuck. Uh, I'm going, I'm going one, uh, the Five Bloods, Bird. Uh, Spike Lee, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Delroy Lindo performance out of here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, amazing Netflix. You know, I think this was Spike Lee's first movie. For Netflix, and this was one of those movies that kicked off that whole theatrical movie going to the streaming services. You know, right. rerouted to the streaming services. Actually, no, 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 no. Uh, the Five Bloods, I think, was well. It was supposed it did, and I think it did on a smaller level. But I think, I think the intention was for it to be in tandem. You know, similar mm-hmm. to like The Irishman. I think it was supposed to right. have a theatrical release. It was just Netflix was the studio. But all right, so The Five Bloods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is in no particular order. I'm going to go, we've talked about, uh, we talked about all of these, but I'm going to go Sylvie's Love. I'm going to go Sylvie's Love for number two. Mm-hmm. And then sticking with the, uh, the love movement, I'm going to go with Lovers Rock at three. And I will say this, I'll say this, um, I finished, I watched all of them small acts, Mm -hmm. the whole small act series, I watched the entire shit, and Lovers Rock's still my favorite, but did you watch all of them yet? Have you seen any of them or all of them? I just watched Lovers Rock. 
Okay, I'm curious and, what you thought about it, but um, oh, I mean, we, we could talk. I mean, that shit was dope. Okay, I, I mean, I wish I had made it. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, damn, uh, that's a beautiful compliment. I say this, and we go. I want to hear what you got to say about your three, and then you know we could, we could carry on with what you felt about Lovers Rock. But I say this, um, out of the five, so Lovers Rock is my favorite, but right behind it is Education. Education mm. is the very last one, What's and that? it touches on it touches. It's the last of that series of the small oh, small right. acts, okay. and it's uh basically about a young kid kind of caught up in the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Basically, a lot of what we spoke about a few episodes uh, back, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. was talking about how you you kind of have to be very deliberate about your parenting and very like present. You know what I mean? Because they could, you could slowly or swiftly get put in the mixer. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, you're going to come out the other side and it's not going to be good for you. And it mm-hmm. was, a, it shit was, that shit was tough. And I'm going to tell you something. Like, it was, it was like, it was point. There's a, there's a scene in that shit which damn near made me cry. Like, the mm. shit was so sad. Like, but it was, it was, it was so real. I must, this is the thing about, uh, uh, Steve McQueen uh, and you know like I think that his storytelling mm-hmm. that shit is just black as fuck right? right as we talk about the whole soul shit like he going all the way there mm-hmm. and it's like it's black it's West Indian it's uh, UK it's like even for an American black dude, this shit, there's moments where that shit is foreign. Like, it's just, it's putting me on to some shit. Like, mm-hmm. but it's telling these stories that are so real and just so well told and just, you know, just pointedly black that you, you like, you just excited to see yourself in all the frames. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yo, oh, we in this scene too? Shit, right. you know what I mean? Like it's it's great. The storytellers dope. The cinematography throughout the whole shit is all of that. that like it's mm-hmm. man, I can't say enough about it. But yeah, if you I would say watch all of them, but if I had to pick two, I would say Lovers Rock and Education. Yeah, but, it uh, was it was hard to move on from Lovers Rock at you know what I'm saying, as like a a, a binge. Because mm-hmm. then the next one was kind of like on some political shit. It was like totally different. So mm-hmm. I had to cleanse my palate before I moved on. Because, you I know what I'm saying, it. I was still, you know, soaking in the culture fest of what went on with, with uh, Lover's Rock. My, he, my, called, well, hold on, real, he called Lover's Rock. He said Lover's Rock is his Cinderella. You know what mm. I mean? Like, just basically, you know, at the mm. end of it all, wake up, you got to go to church. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, it was, you know, it was kind of right. slick. But, uh, go ahead. Nah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Like, my three is not that much different. Like, you know, um, I had the Five Bloods on there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Lovers Rock, of course. Uh, the 40-year-old version, you know what I mean? Mm. From uh, yeah. Ryder Blanks, who fellow Brooklynite, you know, around the Brooklyn yeah. film community. Uh, shout out to to her and what she did in that film, and then uh, honorable mention I would give uh, uncorked its flowers. Oh for, yeah, you know what I'm saying for for doing a couple of things. You know what I'm saying one really going um, into the Memphis culture. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I've I've really seen Memphis, you know, portray other than, you know, the rap that has come out of Memphis from the black mm-hmm. side, at least from what I've seen. I, you know, not that I've seen everything, but Hustle and you know Flow. Yeah, Hustle and Flow, my bad. Yeah, Hustle and Flow. But you know what I'm saying? That was like really like one story. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, a pimp trying to rap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this, you know what I'm saying, was a, a few different stories. It was the guy pursuing being a sommelier. You, it was his family whose dad, he ran the, you know what I'm saying, the barbecue joint, which is Memphis is famous for their, their food and barbecue. You had mm-hmm. the music component that played throughout that wasn't necessarily part of the story, but it 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 ruled the background of the story. You know what I'm saying? The backdrop mm-hmm. was really fueled by Memphis music. And then, you know, of course, the relationship that he had with his mother on, on one end and, and, and in her place in that whole thing. So, you know, I, I like what they did. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like my favorite movie of all time or nothing like that. But I thought it was very ambitious story to tell. And I thought they pulled, pulled it off very well. Yeah, I can think. All right, you introduced the next category. What you got? Um, let's see. What I got here is uh, okay. Uh, I got the social the uh, the social peace prize. Like not to be confused mm. with the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I, and I'm giving that. Uh, to, well, explain not, it. Explain what it is. Well, the, the, the social peace prize it, it is almost was was better explained after. But what it is is that we were in a pandemic. Everybody was stuck home. You know what I'm saying? You know the 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 emotional strain was starting to weigh of being locked down and everything that was going on, lost wages or lost opportunities. It's very dark, you know, it's heavy. And then, you know, you got Instagram, but ain't nobody traveling, ain't nobody doing much. So you, you're, you, you got memes of, of everything that you already know that's going on. And then one day, Derek decides to wake up and say, I'm going to DJ on my live. And D-Nice proceeds to create a club quarantine. And what happened in club quarantine, it was a simple enough thing. I'm going to play music, stream it live. It's not new. It wasn't new. DJs have done it. You know what I'm saying? Many DJs do it all the time before the pandemic. But D-Nice is somebody who's kind of like in the middle of a really big DJ, that celebrity type DJ, and uh, everyman DJ. You know what I'm saying? So he's not too far gone to where he's some celebrity guy, and then he wasn't, you know what I'm saying, too far down to where you didn't know him. He has a, a long pedigree in hip-hop. He's respected. You know what I'm saying? For him to wake up and say, you know what, I'm going a, I'm to a give y'all eight hours of my day playing music for y'all was cool. But then what happened was, was that people found each other. People that was isolated and home, couldn't be together, found a way to recreate that feeling of being together. 
And the comments became the actual club setting. You know what I'm saying? You had people that felt like, you know, that, that was recreating the real life. Like, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm stuck outside. You know what I'm saying? Let, you know, tell such and such to come get me. You know what I mean? You had people in their sections. You had people doing their own lives. You know what I'm saying? Parallel to his life. Like, say, Will Packer, who was in his uh, fucking theater at his house playing D-Nice on the screen. And had wings on the table and, and, you know, act like that was his real section, him and his wife. So it, it created the experience that that uh, we hadn't experienced on social before this whole pandemic. And every day he got up and did it. And every day people found a way to be with each other. And that provided a service that we didn't know we needed, but we needed. And... For that, you know what I'm saying? I would say he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize because, you know, some of these motherfuckers ain't really do much to get it. <laughs> I know people. I know, I know, I know. But, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he did something that that uh, that really deserves some type of honor. And he, I'm obviously, I'm sure he got, you know, a lot of cash apps. And you know what I'm saying? He got a lot more opportunities. Look like his life has changed as well as should. So, you know, he don't need my flowers, but I'm going to give them to him anyway. There it is. Take these flowers. <laughs> give it to D-Nice. I'm not mad at him. D-Nice actually is uh is spending New Year's Eve, which is rightful. Yeah. Makes sense. You yeah, know? he, he, he deserves to look. spend New Year's That'd Eve. That'd be a good look. Yeah, that shit... Yeah, shit. That's we we move. we seen we seen Halle Berry in the com. It was like we party with everybody, all the stars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Naomi Campbell, him, you mm-hmm. know, it was everybody was there. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that shit was a special situation. Right. Yeah, man. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to D Nice. I don't have anybody for the social uh, peace, peace prize. prize. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. I mean, I think D Nice. He definitely. Uh, he definitely rose to the occasion. He definitely created a space that was well needed, you know, for for definitely. a lot of people out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to that man. Uh, uh-huh. You know, uh shit. Let me see what we got. I'm gonna say, in line with that, in line with that, I think in the midst of this pandemic. There were uh, there were people that kind of I don't want to say yeah maybe uh, gained some steam created a profile for themselves mm-hmm. pivoted in a way that was a little different than maybe what you're used to mm-hmm. and um, I would say. Three voices of the pandemic that I feel like kind of I really fucked with. Uh, I'd say one is young uh, Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. I liked uh, I liked how Dave kind of you know the the eight forty six piece that he put out Mm -hmm. was pretty timely. Then later on, the the um, unforgiving piece uh, was a was a good good clinic in storytelling. 
You know, mm-hmm. uh, like he really, I don't want to say he stepped into his prior thing because he's he's Chappelle, but he definitely ascended in a in a different type of way where people was like, "Damn, fam!" Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. I've been saying for a while, Chappelle's been in the books for a minute. He just fucking with the chapters. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and and to even add to that, not only just that, but to you know, he also had the the comedy camp where he was testing mm-hmm. all you know all these comedians coming down, getting tested, performing in a on a gazebo in a cornfield. You know what I mean? Like out in mm-hmm. Ohio and shit. Like that shit sounded amazing. You know what I mean? So I just I like that. I like that. Um, another voice, specifically a voice. And if she ever started a podcast, I would listen. Just for the voice, but uh, also for the uh, you know, I, you know me. I'm I'm a uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh uh, hit or miss. Not even I'm an inconsistent vegan. You know, I definitely tried to stop <laughs> fucking with a lot of the uh, the meat. You know, for the you know just for the fact that. It's inflammatory. There's this fucking respiratory disease going on. You just want to be as, as healthy as you can be. And obviously, I'll, I'll be backsliding. You know what I mean? Turkey wing here, lasagna there. You know what I mean? Fried chicken. But for a good time, I had a lot of momentum. And I'm still, I've definitely upped my vegetable intake tremendously. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody that was was helping me with that mission I'm going to have to shout out young Tabitha Brown. Tabitha, Tabitha Brown. Brown. Tabitha Brown, uh, you know, that's your business, you know. And <laughs> what re- what reminded me of Tabitha, because at the top of the quarantine, I was really tuned in. And then what happens is you could kind of, similar to like D-Nice, you could kind of take their brilliance for you, you know, there's the, the buzzword is to normalize everything. So when some shit is a phenomenon, especially when you're just sitting on your couch day to day, you can normalize everything. It's just mm-hmm. it becomes a constant. Right. And then you mm-hmm. can kind of, you know, it's there if you need it, but, you know, you might not need it. Right. So right. you might not go to club quarantine every night as you did in mm-hmm. March and April or May or whatever. Right. So for a while, I kind of, you know, I would see, I followed her or whatever, I catch her here and there, and I think she kind of got away from a little bit of the, the recipes or whatever, but like, just, shit, I think it was yesterday, she did this recipe where she was like, I'm trying to, ever since I stopped eating meat and dairy and all that, one, you know, a few things that I, I, I miss, and one of the things that I miss is deviled eggs. So she was like, you know, it came to me in a dream, this idea to recreate a deviled egg. So basically what she did, and it spoke to me because I got a couple uh, jars of pickle juice in the in the refrigerator from Pickles Long Past, right? Um, <laughs> and you just got the jar. I just got the jar because- uh, With the juice. With the juice. You know what I mean? Because at the top of the COVID, I was, I was you know, I made, I made a few tinctures- uh-huh. And the the pickle juice is a great chaser, for, well, not even a chaser, but a good mixer for a good green dragon tincture. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? It just it, it counteracts the uh, the taste of it all. That explains. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so I had some pickle juice because I you know on some other shit I ain't smoked since 
August. I ain't fuck with no tree since August. So that's shout out to me. But um, that's the that's the restraint awards. But uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, so they had this thing where she's taking these like these white um white mushrooms, cut the caps off, put the white mushrooms in the pickle juice like overnight. So they kind of mm-hmm. I don't say ferment, but they take on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the taste pickled. of the pickle juice. Yeah, they pickle them a little bit. So it kind of gives you that that boiled egg kind of feel and consistency. And then she did some shit where she blended up some, um, some uh, what do you call them joints? There's two, gazpacho beans. What do you call Chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Blended up some some chickpeas, which I, I got cans of chickpeas. I'm always looking for some shit to do with some chickpeas. But she blended up some chickpeas with some seasoning and a few other things. And she basically made these vegan uh, deviled eggs. Now, I dig a deviled egg here and there. I'm not the biggest. I, I fuck with a deviled egg. It's cool. You know what I mean? Like, if I go to Dinosaur Barbecue, I get their deviled eggs. They fine. Um, but what I liked was just... Her passion and her excitement about this recipe, like you, it resonated. You felt it through the phone, like, oh shit, she all in. I might have to try this shit. So I gotta give it to her. And then last, more of like a pivot. Um, wait before you before you move on. Tabitha Brown is the lady from TikTok that got the big deal. Uh, I guess she moved Like everybody You know TikTok is like I feel like everybody's So cross platform I found her Do Instagram Right but, but she's, she's a Black lady that She's a black a lady Has a husband and family Yep Has a husband Has a daughter yeah, Has yeah. a little boy Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She got a big deal And then got yep. signed To one of the big agencies Right at signed the top the CAA. Of the yeah, 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 yeah 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 She, she came off and, and, and duly You know she deserved it It was a good look for her Um, yeah, so that's her. Um, and then just on like speak to like a pivot or just something unexpected. I'm gonna go with Fat Joe with the Fat Mm, Joe show. Joe, yeah, the big show. Jopra, you know what I mean? Eight o'clock IG live. You don't know who I know. Yeah, I just like that shit. I like that shit because Joe is it, it, fucking real. This motherfucker had uh, Emmanuel Lewis on there. You know what I mean? Right. They go back. You know what I'm saying? He had fucking Ari Melbourne on there. Like, he, right. you know, he had, a, and he, had, he had great interviews. Had a real good interview with Rosie Perrette. Like, he just had these good interviews. And obviously, and I've known this for a while because my man, shout out to my man, um, Chris Stefano, mm-hmm. uh, they used to do a TV show on MTV too called Off the Bat, um, mm-hmm. Chris Fat Joe, and I think uh, Melanie Iglesias. And Chris would tell me like, "Yo, Fat Joe got the w-, and Sway, pardon me, and Sway." And um, you know, it was always known, but was, my man used to always say, "Yo, Fat Joe got wild, some of the wildest stories. Like he got a story for everything. That's all we used to do. When we not tape it. He just tell me these crazy stories. This right. shit is wild." Fat Joe and, been around a long time, man. Way, 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 way back. Yeah. And yeah. um uh, and still relevant. You know what I'm saying? So right. like not only is he interviewing people and Remy Ma kinda kinda put it into context, she was like, Yeah, you just needed an opportunity for you know, the you know, the, from if you look in to the naked eyes, you and a guest, but it's really you getting the opportunity to kinda outshine them with the stories that you wanna tell. 
Because he be having some old crazy shit. That this mm-hmm. happened. And this, this, this. So I thought mm-hmm. it was dope, man. I thought it was a it was a real good situation. So yeah, man. Um, I give it to Fat Joe. Honorable mention. I ain't watch a whole lot of it, but we spoke about it before on the podcast. Naomi Campbell is a good interviewer right. too. She had a nice little interview series going on. No doubt. She had a great pivot. I, I would put her in my, you know what I'm saying? Good pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh good pivot award. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cause she she damn sure flipped everything. She was ahead of the curve with the with the PPE. You know what I'm saying? Going right. in the plane with her full body suit, cleaning all her shit down. She was ahead of the curve before pandemic, pre pandemic preparation. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she almost looked like a visionary in that respect. And then she started her her little video series where you know she made her pivot and is making noise there. But along the along the same lines of what you're speaking of, I, I had somebody in that kind of category that kind of made their way in this space. It wasn't he he didn't do much different than what he usually does, but he found his wings within this pandemic where he had a lot of people's attention. That's Lil Duval. Mm. Lil Duval was able to make the most out of this situation by just doing what he normally does. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, informed ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Every day. You can't you can't really tell whether it's a joke or whether he's serious. But a lot of times he's saying shit that rings true. You know what I'm saying? He, he, you know, he goes far sometimes. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying? He hits it right on the head. But he was able to, one, you know, keep people's attention. Doing what he does. He was able to sell merch like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Every everything had merch attached to it. It's always timely. You know what I'm saying? Uh we in this together, but stay away from me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that type shit. Um <clears throat> he was able to show off his his lifestyle in a way that was cool because, you know, he's been doing all that shit, buying planes and flying planes and and all that all that she was doing. He 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 uh introduced a whole new segment of shit in his lifestyle as far as white boying. And doing all of the off road shit with the with the RTVs and all the ATVs and all that, mm-hmm. so I think he really found his wings and and people began to understand what he was doing during this pandemic when they had time, but which I think will probably last him a long time as far as in his career and being able to tap into that audience. So right, and the music. Him. Oh and shit and the music, yeah, yeah damn. Yeah. Not to mention the motherfucking music, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like re- remix Bobby McFerrin, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, honorable mention, I will say, um, it's a comedian, uh, Z Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had an Instagram series where she was like, basically confronting white people with their racism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it should be wow uncomfortable, but funny as shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, just some of the questions that she would be, like, hitting them with, you know. And uh, it was dope. It was dope. It's it's, it's definitely worth watching. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like uh, turning the tables a little bit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Sometimes you see, um, I don't want to say all the way turn the tables, like, but sometimes you might see, uh, you know, uh, black people kind of having to 
to be agile amongst the scrutiny of the white gays, right? Mm-hmm. And in a time of all of this, you know, social unrest, you know what I mean, with obviously George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. all of the the reckoning, you know what I mean, that was going on. Uh, she was holding motherfuckers accountable and asking them, putting their feet to the fire, asking them questions like, so not not even just not even just like real pointed questions like yo what you doing to help the movement but just like kind of benign questions that just kind of show that you know like so you like so you say you like black you like black uh like black writers so who are five of your favorite black authors mm-hmm. and just to watch people like stammer and shit like ah ew, shit ah you know what I mean like cause it's one thing <laughs> to just say some shit to just kind of just say it to say it you've seen a lot of that. A lot of people just say, yeah, we stay with black people, we with it, we support the culture, da 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 but it's it's real shallow. It ain't really no true commitment to it. So when you kinda caught on it, mm-hmm. it shit it get uncomfortable. And to be a, a black motherfucker, to be like, damn, dude, let me think about what's my inventory on my favorite black authors. You know what I'm saying? Cause in the moment you might not be able to boom, 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 boom. Or maybe you do, or or that's easier than or say She'll say, yo, uh, uh, like she'll bring up people like uh, Shirley Chisholm or, and I don't want to say the wrong names, but like just people that, you know, outside of the obvious, outside of Martin and Malcolm, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you know about Marcus Garvey? You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And she's asked people like Alyssa Milano. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it was just, it was entertaining just to watch that shit. So, right, yeah, right, right. Honorable mention. Yeah, uh, I got an honorable mention for that category too, which you know, you know, ahead. is very per- just on a personal tip. Um, my man at Fat and Funny on Instagram. He's a Miami comedian that mm-hmm. just does skits related to Miami culture. You know what I'm saying? And it just, it just, he's just so on point with it. And if, if, if more people knew about Miami culture, he would be out of here. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He, he, he just hits it right on the head as far as how Miami people do. <laughs> so I'm going to throw at fat and funny in there. You know what I'm saying? For okay. my honorable mention. Burn it up. There it is. There it is. All right. Um, is it, who's, whose turn is it to bring a category? I think it's you bringing uh, the category. Yes. I think it's my turn. I think it's my turn. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Let's see. Actually, we covered a couple of them already. We shit, we covered most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so from an entertainment perspective, I just want to give one give um, the streamers their flowers: Netflix, HBO Max, um, Amazon coming through lately. Just give uh-huh. them their props for giving us some shit to do for twenty twenty. They was the they was the liveest shit popping. Besides Instagram, yeah. Instagram and the streamers, you know what I'm saying? Even Hollywood had to bow down to the streamers. Yeah. This whole day shit. The streamers saved Hollywood. Shit. You know what I mean? Streamers so, were Hollywood. Yeah. 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 The streamers were Hollywood for this whole 2020. So shit. Shout, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Netflix mm-hmm. for giving us shit to watch and stream and binge. You know what I'm saying? HBO Max for, you know. Let me watch the Game of Thrones all over fucking again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Letting you watch the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You actually caught time. up. You know what I'm saying? Got through it. Yeah, it was good. 
Yeah. Oh, you finished it. We never I talked been, about you finished nah, it. Wait, wait, we ain't even get into that. That's a whole other ah. conversation. Yeah, man. We we talking. We <laughs> we I, I caught it. I, I finished it right in the midst of something else that was taken right. off. So it kind of it wasn't power. I don't know, but you know what? That's a good. That is a good. Uh, well, first off, it's a good transition because I want my next category is going to be the TV category. Right, but I, on the streamer side of things, I just, as I said, I saw Soul. I just got access to the good Disney Plus situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting, man. When you get access to yet another platform, right? You know, uh, with a whole another library of shit to see. Mm-hmm. That shit is overwhelming. <laughs> you're just looking at you're looking at the abundance of shit that's available. Like I'm not a Star Wars motherfucker. Like I never really been like I I watch them in passing. I appreciate them on a certain mm-hmm. level, but I'm not. You know, I wouldn't call myself a, a zealot or one of these people that lives and dies by it. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. it was interesting to see, like. You know, there's the way you're introduced to Star Wars, you know, if you're talking chronological, and then there's the way that I guess it's supposed to be viewed, you know, because episode one came way later. So, like, mm-hmm. when you watch, when they have them all available, you're seeing, like, episode one was from 2000, and then the shit that came out in 77 might just be episode four or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so it just, it, it kind of disorients you a little bit. Like, so am I supposed to watch it? This, is this the way I'm supposed to watch it? Is the story going to unfold another way? And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I'm going to partake in that. But it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to know it's out there. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. So, like a big ass buffet. Sometimes you say, "All right, well, I'm, I'm not gonna eat that," but it looks good to know that it's around. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But jumping into TV, hey, before um, you move on, when you speak of Disney Plus, um, yeah, I like to give a shout out to my oldest son who actually subscribed for Disney Plus and shared the password with his motherfucking people. You know what I'm saying? As you know, much as he used all the other passwords, you know what I'm saying? He he spread it love on the Disney Plus. Look at that. Look at that. Shit, we shouting out plugs and connect. Shout out to El Capitan. Because that's who got Ah. me on the Disney Plus situation. Vlad. Vladimir. You know what I mean? Vlad. Yeah. (laughs) One third of the triumvirate. I saw somebody mm-hmm. say that when we was asking people how long they've been listening. He was like, I've been listening since the Triumvirate era. <laughs> I said, oh, shit. It's been so long, I don't forgot how to pronounce Triumvirate. <laughs> I forgot how to I'll pronounce that shit on my left-hand side. Anyway. Uh, the good old days. Right, right, right. Oh, man. So, TV. Uh, again, in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got more than three, so uh, I'm gonna get yeah, I'm gonna give a couple of uh, honorable mentions. Um, I'm gonna go one, and it's not in order, but I'm just trying to think chronologically. I'm gonna go the Last Dance, that Michael Jordan documentary, man, that had. Mm. That was appointment viewing for ten weeks straight. Mm. That took over the culture. Yeah, man. It's it, again, man. Exactly. It feels like three years ago. But yeah, mm. that shit was that was a movement. So yeah. we'll go with the yeah, we'll go with the last dance. Um 
Uh, I may destroy you. Like that shit a lot. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Damn. That's pro. Yeah, Love yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, that was fire. Now, uh, I'd say my three honorable mentions. Oh, shit. You know what? We'll talk about that in a second. But um, uh, honorable mentions, three honorable mentions, I would go P-Valley. Damn, uh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, P-Valley. Dave. Uh, a lot of people slept on Dave. I thought Dave was hilarious. I thought that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to throw my man Rami in the mix. I like I didn't uh, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch the new season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool, man. It was cool. Uh so those are those are the those are my honorable mentions. I, I definitely would, had oh go ahead. Go ahead. No, I go would ahead. say this when you said shout out to the streamers, mm-hmm. I think it's in line with the streamers or in line with, you know, entertainment and technology. I I do feel like um and I and I had benefited from this just this last week and obviously throughout the entire fucking quarantine. Mm-hmm. But I would be remiss. I had to say remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't salute motherfucking Zoom. Cause Zoom was holding motherfuckers down. Yeah, Zoom entire- is is the top technology rec- uh breakout of twenty twenty. I mean, yeah, dog. And I, I feel I like mean, an idiot because there was a time I think Zoom stock was trading fairly uh, in a accessible man. I got to look at it now, but I'm almost afraid because I feel like that shit done Zoom zoomed up out of here. But if yeah. anything, that shit, that shit opened up. It made a way. It made mm-hmm. a way. It made motherfuckers really feel like, you know, it made connection possible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I had some real, some real like intimate connections, like you know, in a way with family, with friends, in a way we're going f- like going into it, mm-hmm. and even even comedy. But going into it, I had a certain level of reluctance. You know what I mean? Uh, to be like, man, I don't know how this shit even gonna. I don't think this is gonna be the. This ain't. This ain't it. This ain't gonna be. This mm-hmm. ain't gonna really. This gonna feel disconnected or whatever. But like I said before, maybe five, ten, fifteen minutes into a Zoom situation, you in that situation. You mm-hmm. engaging. You with your people. You you know you having a drink. You having a laugh. You celebrating a birthday. You memorializing somebody, <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like yeah. you with your family, like that shit. It yeah, Man. Zoom made a way. So yeah, shout Man. out to Zoom. Them Zoom drinks hit differently. Oh yeah, you see, you it. thinking you? I just had a couple. Of, you thinking you at the crib having a couple of drinks? Next thing you know, those little couple of drinks had you fucked up. You be in, <laughs> you turn off mm-hmm. your Zoom and and lay your head on the table. <laughs> oh yeah, you done. That shit was that shit is weird how the psychology of the the Zoom drink works. Passed out yeah. in front of your laptop. Yeah, Somebody need shit. to do a study on that shit because this this shit was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I had uh, I had Go Black ahead. AF on my list. 
Ooh, I forgot all about Black AF. Black, yeah. black, black as fuck. I had that on my list. Um, mm. Definitely had Pete Valley on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then just for me, you know, because I was just introduced to it by you, by force of you in the in the conversation community, Fargo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. I, you know, I, I I wasn't up on it, and you know. I was I was up on it, and I was yeah. glad that I was up on it. Um, I'm enjoying uh, Ghost Book Two. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for Ghost Book. I mean, Canaan Book Three. You know yeah, I man? like that. I like that little trailer. That yeah. shit hard. I'm ready. I'm ready. Shout out to Rob Hardy who was um, executive producing on that series. Oh, dope, dope, uh, dope. Who actually he he she shot the uh, he directed the. The Ghost Book Two finale, which I'm not me either. That when is that? This week, next week, right? And this week coming up, I think. If it's ten episodes, I think it's this week yeah. coming up. Yeah, and he's Past executive guest. producer. Yeah, on uh, Canaan. Didn't Raising he Kanan, do? So. Didn't this is his second finale of the Power? Situation? Yeah, he's done a lot of. Uh, he's done a lot of the first episodes with premieres and the finales on Power, and then mm-hmm. um, and I guess that's continuing on Ghost Book Two, and then. It probably it'll probably continue on Canaan, uh book three because he's the second of producing on that project. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Rob Hardy, fan you in the house. Right. Rob Hardy is the one who actually got us to Hollywood, but for real, because it was mm. actually his dream. And when he put together the teams, you know, what I'm saying everybody was able to make their way, but it was actually. One dream that that got it all going, which is interesting how that works. But that's for another conversation. There you go, shit. Get that man his rhetorical roses. Word up. Yeah, it is. Uh, shit. So shit. You said, so that's you did, that's twenty twenty. I'm out of categories. That's twenty twenty. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, shit. I don't. I guess it's out of categories, but maybe it's in the category of its own. But we can't. Can't go no further unless we we recognize versus. I mean, oh God damn! What the fuck am I thinking? I mean, come on Versa. now. Oh, I did have that category. I done yeah. skipped over the, that category. Was Is born of category? the pandemic category, which which rightfully was supposed to go last. You know what I'm saying? Rightfully, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we was home, mm-hmm. we was in club quarantine, but. Mr. Swiss and Mr. Timberland, you know, brought a battle that they once had against each other to the masses for us via the platform that was holding us down, Instagram. Instagram Live, it was never as many lives as it was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And they brought it all the way home, man. They gave us quality entertainment. They gave us uh, celebrities... And hip hop stars and R and B stars being regular, just like us, in their crib, you know what I'm saying? Nothing to do, figuring out how to fucking play their music over the fucking Instagram, and it was amazing, man. It was amazing. Yeah, nah, it was great. It was great. That shit was a a gathering. It was another place yeah. to be. It was a. It was a. It's tough to have appointment viewing. In the midst of a pandemic, you know, it's a place to be where you ain't really supposed to be anywhere. And <laughs> right. that shit, 
That shit did it. That was one of Man. those. Yeah. It yeah, and it felt it felt so good. Like it felt like a real event. It felt like something that like if it was a, a commercial on the radio that you would want to be at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're gonna get your outfit together. You know what I'm saying? You ready for the after party, all that. And um <clears throat> so it 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 uh I think, you know, out of out of the versus uh paradigm of what it was, it also showed us in the pandemic that us as viewers, the audience, was just as important as the entertainers entertaining us. You know what I'm saying? So I like to give the flowers and roses also to the comment section of Versus, which mm. was a whole culture in itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah, definitely. I uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that shit, I will, I'm going to close this out. I mean, I think we close it out with Versus, but... I will say one last moment that I don't want to overlook. This shit spoke <laughs> to my motherfucking soul. Mm-hmm. Was uh, the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and even more so the ejection of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. That right. shit. That shit. Uh, that shit was a. That was a moment. That shit felt like I. You felt like a burden was lifted. Shit mm-hmm. might be, you know, who knows what's going to yeah. be. Yeah, but, you know. There was a certain level of uh, anxiety, I think, that Trump administration brought about America. Mm-hmm. And uh, ignorance and dumb mm-hmm. shit and all types of stuff. Racism. That, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Racism with a capital R. Bold, Word. underlined. You know what I mean? Brought it back. Retro to racism like a joke. Asterix. Not even retro. (laughs) It's always been here. Yeah, the whole shit. Exclamation point. You know? Yeah. But um, the fact that that man going to have to pack his shit and get the fuck out of here is is probably one of the few things that uh, that shit hit like a vaccine. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna lie yeah, to you. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that, that was the vaccine before the vaccine. Fuck so, out of here. Yeah, man. So, uh, and if if we speak in politics, mm-hmm. I give one honorable mention to one of the winners of politics per se. Just just pandemic wise, mm-hmm. I think um, <clears throat> old old Corona quarantine Cuomo okay. won during this this whole situation just by giving the 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 infamous daily updates on you know New York's uh, COVID scenario, you know what right. I mean, and steps and next steps, being you know getting ahead of the game and being one of the more responsive governors in in our fifty states that uh, stayed on top of it with the people in one of the yeah. biggest markets, well the the biggest market in a, in America. Right, right, the Cuomo cool out. As I like to call it, because uh, <laughs> he would he would he would keep motherfuckers level. All right, so this is what's really going on. This is what you're hearing from right. the man over here. But this is how we gonna handle shit. Don't worry right, about right. it. We got we got the, we in this bitch together. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Trump stay the fuck away from me. So yeah, man, it's funny yeah. too because it's just it's wild that a governor outshines the mayor of New York City, but. Yeah, he he stole the show here in New York, man. Cuomo, mm-hmm. whether you like him or not, he definitely brought a level of calm when it was when it was much needed. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with that. 
Yeah. And then lastly, before we go, and I don't want nobody to think I forgot. This is just a category of it's all of its own. Uh, You know what I'm saying? George Floyd and Breonna Taylor really were the catalysts that gave this era, this year, the spark that it needed to get into social Mm -hmm. justice, uh, the respect for, you know, uh, black people, um, the 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 whole changing of the game and in the way that corporations, TV, you know what I'm saying? There there is no X series without George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. You know what I'm saying? There is not a lot of things that that's headed into the black zeitgeist that we're doing in mainstream America, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, um, <clears throat> Black business being featured on network TV, all of these things exist because of the protests and things that centered around uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all the other uh, social injustices that happened this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salute, salute. Definitely, definitely was a catalyst for change for um, you know people who getting engaged in what going politically too, you know, like, uh, as a result, I was listening to this, um, this sports reporter. I forget a Ross is her first name. I don't know her last mm-hmm. name, but she was, uh, a sports reporter. Uh, she definitely had a beat at the NBA bubble, which is also a pandemic phenomenon that shouldn't be <laughs> overlooked, but, mm-hmm. Uh, after the social and after the the incident in Kenosha, I forgot mm-hmm. who the, the I forget James I forget the guy who was killed in Kenosha, but after that you know that kind of started that quick overnight you know NBA shut down you know the Bucks kind of didn't go on the court and all of that. But one thing that I thought was really striking for what happened was at the beginning of that. And part of, you know, part of their action plan was, you know, they wanted to create some initiatives to to really um, uh, entice or incentivize, like, to really make voting a priority, right? So in the NBA, the league, the, the percentage of registered voters pre that Kenosha incident was at, like, 20%. By the mm-hmm. time that it got to election time, that shit was over 90%. Mm. So just off of that, just the mobilization on that and, you know, using that platform, you know what I mean, in a way to where, you know, some people might have felt like it was performative. And me, even myself at the beginning, you know, seeing Black Lives Matter on the court, you know, it's quick to kind of get a little bit, um, you know, like, you know, a little scrutinize, not scrutinize it, but just kind of like, hmm. But, I think that shit really resonated. You know what I'm saying? I think that it it, it helped well, along with the conversation and a lot, you know, beyond just LeBron, just like the uh, the people in the NBA, the WNBA that really champion, you know, politics on the local and national level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Engaged a lot of young people, you know what I'm saying, to, to get involved and to... Uh, you know, to do what they could in a situation where many felt very helpless. So, yeah, you know, salute to that. 
Right uh, up. Yeah. Hell of a year, man. Hell of a year. Hell yeah. 2021 Hell yeah. next up, you know? Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, it is. You got anything um, else you want to say to the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I want to do, want to take, you know, since we're doing 2020, you know what I'm saying? I want to do, take the time to, you know what I'm saying, give uh, some, you know, rest in peace, you know, just some thoughts and prayers to the people that didn't make it uh, through mm. 2020. You know, uh, due to COVID or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, three that was close to home to me was my man, my neighbor, my friend, Lloyd Porter. You know what I'm saying? My brother-in-law, Robert Jr., uh, my auntie, Francis, and, you know, all of the other people who who didn't make it to see. Add my man Horatio Cardona, Skeeter D, to that list as well. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, who didn't make it to see the end of this year. Because of you know what was going on, and I'm sure everybody listening, somebody knows somebody that 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 didn't make it. So you know, what I'm saying, <clears throat> you know, we definitely want to make sure we acknowledge the fact that it wasn't just us sitting at home bored right. that impacted this year. You know, it was actually real shit going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there, man. Let's give a little right. moment of silence. Matter of fact, for all of that. Until next time, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We'll see you in 2021. Bow. Bow.